Welcome to the Coffee with Creators podcast, a casual conversation with creators about life and experiences. I'm your friend and your host, Michael. I've been following Caleb Pike on YouTube for as long as I can remember. His content inspired me to look at mirrorless cameras as a means to explore video creation back when being a content creator was nowhere near my radar. Having a conversation with him is definitely something I never thought I'd be doing, so this episode is pretty special to me. We talk about his journey becoming a full-time YouTuber and how having boundaries between work and personal time is critical. Oh, and I also ask him how many cameras he actually owns. I know I'm not the only one who's curious. Here's Caleb Pike on Coffee with Creators. How are you this morning? Pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Got kind of a lot going on. Uh, neck went out a couple days ago. So just kind of getting over that. Um, Skiing incident, right? Yep. So got the knee brace um, and uh, I'm crutch free. So that's nice. Oh, good. Torn MCL. Ooh, that's not very so, good. Yeah. And then on top of that, I decided it was about time to quit nicotine. So <laughs> just piling it all on at once. Congratulations, though. That's a, I imagine that's a, to be a very tough um, move. Yeah. 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 But how many years? Good. Um, I smoked for, oh boy, let's see. I want to say four years mm-hmm. or so. And then kind of switched to using a vaporizer. Mm -hmm. And then over time, just reduced and reduced and reduced. And then recently, I'm like, you know what? I I barely do this anymore. Or I I thought so. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, and like, I would go on trips, you know, not bring any of my stuff and just be fine. And then I was like, I'll just, you know, stop. Nonchalant. Yeah. And the body's like, um, what? I kind of need that. No, no, you're not. (laughs) So, but so far, so good. My, my cousin, um, He's been smoking for, I think, I'd say 15 years. And then he said okay. that the toughest part of quitting, so he, he switched to vape. And mm. it made it so much easier for him to quit because he said that the toughest part was the habit of holding something or doing something with his hands. Right. So I'm like, that's really interesting. And he said, yeah, it's um, when he's not doing anything, when, when he's supposed to be smoking, he's kind of just like fidgeting. He's like, I don't know what mm. to do. I don't know what to do. But when he has something in his hands and he starts like uh, using the vape, uh, he gets to, uh, I guess it's that sense of uh, feeling in control a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he managed to, to quit doing that. So I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty good. So, yeah. well, congratulations. I know it's, it's probably tough. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, your body is so just a chemical it. thing that, that yeah, you yeah. got to get through that first uh, whatever it is, 72 yeah. I think it's 10 days for it to fully get out of you. And then it's, um, then it's just mental. Exactly. Like you said, it's just habits. Mm -hmm. Pick anything in life, you know, stop having a cup of coffee in the morning or, you know, little mints, you know, little things like that. It's amazing. And I I haven't, I'm noticing it more as I age, you know, Mm -hmm. in my thirties now, Mm -hmm. or, you know, not quite halfway through my thirties. And, uh, as you been alive longer, there's more stuff like that. Right. And uh, right. you hear these big addictions like that people have, like whether that be alcohol or smoking or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, it's just hundreds of little things that we do all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Not, not that all of it's bad, but it's crazy. No, not at all. But yeah, it's, it's, we're just, it, I guess it just makes you realize that people are just exactly that people, humans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're, we're bound by the, by the habits that we form, the behaviors that we, we we're used to basically it's it's really hard to break that so i have i have some conversations with other people saying hey why don't you just quit like for example my wife likes to joke about this because i've been gaining a lot of weight lately and my doctor's like hey it's not really good and i'm like yeah i know it's uh i'm i'm trying my best and then my wife brings home like a bag of goodies from the groceries like stuff that i'm not supposed to eat right i'm like man you should stop buying that and she goes how about you just stop eating? I'm like, wait, <laughs> like that's a fair point, <laughs> but you're surrounding me with stuff that is very tempting. And mm. I don't know if you, if, are you familiar with Atomic Habits by James Clear? It's a book. It sounds familiar, but no. It's very good. But he, uh, in the beginning of the book, he, he kind of just goes over that fact that people who have um, addiction or problems like that, the best way for them to get over it is to basically not be around it 
because it's not really mm. necessarily their fault. It's it's you're surrounding yourself, right? So like if you, you surround yourself with anything like art, for example, maybe, maybe for us like camera gear and stuff, well, we will be in that world, right? Like you can't yeah. avoid it because it's around us. But I, I just thought it was like a really um, interesting way of looking at it. And yeah, but my wife still said, yeah, just stop eating. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess I yeah. guess that's all I have to do. <laughs> That's, but, um, that's the way my wife and I are too. She she has a she'll admit it straight up sugar addict, um, and so if it's around, she's gonna eat it. Uh, mm, she's really yeah, good yeah. making cookies too, and so I'm like, why can't you just you know put them in the freezer in the basement and just leave them there? She's like, no, I know they're there. They just can't <laughs> be in the house. Yeah, it can't be in the so, house. <laughs> yeah, you have to make it harder for yourself to to access them, and then I think that's when it starts to get easier. I actually started quitting. Yeah. Well, I didn't quit entirely, but I, I went through like this this um, mental breakdown kind of thing um, in the last few weeks just because I was so mm. busy. I never got a chance to to give myself enough time to, to relax and sit down and just enjoy, enjoy, right? And my brother said, you should quit coffee because you're so like always just like high strung. And so I did for like a few days. Man, the headaches were not good. <laughs> The headaches are not good because I'm just, yeah, you're so used to it. Like it's part of your yep. system. Your body looks for it. But yeah, yeah. Um, Caleb, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you um, finding the time. I'm a big fan, very big fan ever since. You don't know this, obviously, but way back when, before my daughter was born, I think in 2016, I was watching your videos on YouTube. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. So it, it was, uh, it was, I forgot which one in particular, but I wanted to know more about camera gear, lighting, because back then, I think around that time, YouTube was a big thing, but the whole YouTuber space wasn't so mainstream yet in, in a way that not a lot of people were buying camera gear or lighting and stuff like that to, to you know, to kind of elevate their, their own personal um, YouTube page. Or YouTube channel, right. so I found your channel, and it was one of the very few ones that really. That's just like okay, this guy's really technical. Like he talks about mm -hmm. everything, and so I'm just gonna, I'm just le what I'm trying to lead up to is basically that's how I know you, Caleb. So I've known you for in that sense, in that space for how many years, and I'm a huge fan. Um, but I kind of want to know who Caleb is. Because it's like, yeah. that's all I see. So I don't know if that was uh, by design, right? Like you only share a smidge of what your life is or who you are. But I kind of just want to get to know you as a creator. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I really don't do anything personal on, on social media or, or it's a very means to an end kind of thing for me. Um, so, yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. I've, I've seen your stuff. Um uh, I think we've talked back and forth a little bit on Instagram. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I've seen a lot of your, your watch. You're awesome. Is that the one office that I see? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It's I appreciate gorgeous. it. Thank you. Um, you are in Chicago or is that, or Illinois? Yeah. Illinois. Yep. Chicago, Illinois, greater okay. Chicagoland area. Okay. Um, it's pretty cold right there. It is. It is. And you're in, you're in, you're in sunny California, right? Sunny California. It's actually ex um, surprisingly hot today because we were getting, okay. I mean, let, per, let's uh, talk about perspective. Okay. So for you, for you around fifties is not hot. It's not cold at all, but like for the last few right. weeks, I mean, yeah, for the last few days, it's been like into fifties, forties, which is very cold for Southern California. And today mm. we're hitting, I think 85 degrees. So it's oh, very wow. unusual. Yeah. For us. Um, I have family in Chicago. I don't remember exactly where, but they're like 20 minutes from the city. And okay. I actually lived in Chicago for like six months when I was when I was 14 or 15, I think. Okay. Absolutely love, love Chicago. Like I feel yeah. like the people in Chicago, I always say this for people who are in like the, the Midwest, East Coast, I genuinely like the people there. Because in California, it's like, I like the people here, but you can't, my example is always going to be, I can't walk into like a convenience store and, and strike up a conversation with someone because to, to them, mm -hmm. that'll be weird. And I don't know if this, if it's still the same, uh, back, back, but back then 
when I was in Chicago, like you could literally just talk to someone and they will engage with you in a very genuine way. That's how we feel like right. that people are. So, but I could be mistaken because it has been a while since I was yeah. there. Yeah, no, no, Chicago's a great, we, we used to live downtown um, in South Loop for whoever's familiar with Chicago. Um, and man, it's a great, great city. And like you said, it's, it's very, there's a lot of good people and you can definitely do stuff like that, strike up a conversation. Yeah. Um, so I always enjoyed it because it's like a smaller, cleaner, more friendly New York. Right. That's how um, I describe it. Without, yeah. I, I try not to say that because I didn't want to, yeah. I, I guess I didn't want to in, uh, insult anyone from New York or anything, but that's kind of how I I'll do it for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, there's some have nice you, people up there too, but as a city yeah, yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you, have you uh, lived there all your life? I've been kind of a Midwest kid all my life. Okay. Yeah. So I, we grew up in, um, you know, McHenry County when I was a kid. And then, uh, that's kind of like North Northwest. Um, and then we moved to Indiana and I grew up mostly there, but I grandparents, family all in the area. We were constantly back like once a month visiting. Um, and then I moved here. Um, oh boy, 2008. I think. Okay. So it's been and a kind while. Of stayed in the area ever yeah. since. So, so how'd you start your, what was the, what was the inspiration for your, for your content creation journey, your, your YouTube channel? Did it start with YouTube? Uh, Vimeo actually. Vimeo. Yeah. Okay. And a blog. Uh, so it, it didn't really, there was no plan. None of this was by design. Uh, I was getting into filmmaking, really wanted to go to film school, do the whole thing. Couldn't afford it. So I was like, you know what, let me go to community college and um, I'll start kind of studying on the side. So I just mm -hmm. got a bunch of books, started reading, um, hated college, did one semester and then quit. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take a year and I'm just going to go all in on this video stuff. And uh, at that point, I had had a like a WordPress development sort of background. Uh, leading up to that so I had done a couple sites for clients and I actually had uh, I'm so sad I just deleted it all you know the dumb things you do when you're a teen but uh, way back I don't I think WordPress I don't know how long WordPress had been available mm -hmm. like wordpress.org service but uh, I started a site called the custom Mac and uh, it got fairly popular and it was some, somewhat successful but I just got bored of it and just shut it down <laughs> what's it about so it was a the blog about Mac. it was a blog about like I, i've always been a big apple fan huge you know mac nerd so uh it was a site about modifying computers and things you can do to you know customize your mac so i had kind of had a blog understood how seo works writing running a site like that and uh, so then I got into to, to video and I started shooting some tests just to learn lighting, right? And I was also, at the time, it was really novel that you could upload HD footage to the, to the internet. Yes. Like if you could put 720p videos online, it was like, oh yeah, okay. This is pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. So on Vimeo, I started putting up, I think they're still there, I'll have to hunt them down. Some of my first just, I, I was using like a Home Depot light and tin foil which no one should ever do, but I use that to kind of shape the light, mm -hmm. but that stuff's flammable and those lights are crazy hot. So no one should ever try that. So I started putting these videos up just to kind of like, you know, get comfortable with the whole thing. Cause I figured that's where kind of movies were going is online. And people started asking questions on those videos. I never meant for them to go anywhere or be distributed to people, but people found them somehow. And then I started doing follow-up videos and then I, because I could do it and knew how I threw together a site called DSLR Video Shooter. I had just gotten a 7D. That whole thing was starting to explode. Um, and uh, just kept at it and it just kind of took off because there really, you kind of mentioned there wasn't a lot of people doing that kind of thing. Back when I got no. started, mm -mm. there was like three or four people talking about that kind of content using, yeah. I don't think there's one here on the desk, but a, a DSLR style mirrorless camera. Yeah. Uh, to film video so i was definitely where it all that, started and just grew i was definitely in that audience who was looking to, to learn more about that because i wanted to get into just filming myself basically 
right. but I didn't know where to start. Like back then, it was like um, the thought process for me because I had a Nikon D seven thousand, and the video capabilities of the camera was just really bad. So mm. I wanted to see if I needed to buy an actual HD camera. You know what I mean? Like the like a, an actual movie camera, not 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 necessarily a DSLR. I think when I found your channel, I realized that there are a couple of, of DSLRs basically in the market that I can use as a video camera. So I'm like, okay, this is really interesting. So that's when I that's when I really discovered your your work. So it seems like you've always been just like a very technical person. I mean, you started with a, with a blog, you said, and you're talking about the Mac and you just seem to be very technical about everything. And so that to me, that naturally translates to your content, which is you're, you're talking about the cameras. But I'm really mm. curious, Caleb, like how long does it take you to prepare each video? Because it's so technical, technical and just like so in-depth. Yeah. Um, I mean, it varies video to video. Uh, I'm working on one right now that's just murder. But uh, <laughs> some will be a week. Some will be okay. a couple days. Um, I think the hardest part is is t assimilating the information and then figuring out a way to explain it. Like my dad told me this years ago, and it's so true. If you can figure out how to learn complicated things and explain them to people, you'll never be out of work. If you can just learn something complicated that you're passionate about and explain it, uh, you'll always <laughs> have food on the table. That's very good um, advice. Yeah, and and that's the hardest part. And also, I think what I have, what I, what's kind of that sickness that keeps me going is there's something about there's like a huge rush when you figure something out and are able to explain it. And when you when you watch someone assimilate it for the first time and understand it, yeah, um, that's just the best. So uh, the reason I keep doing this is uh, it kills me to know that out there somewhere there's somebody who is struggling to figure out X, Y, and Z. And I just want to connect those people with the solution. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, time-wise, it, it really depends video to video. Um, I think the real struggle is is finding the time to do that. Because as you know, um, I don't know what your full breakdown is. Like, you know, given one week, what all, how many businesses you're running or what all is going on work-wise. But when it comes to the actual work like mm -hmm. craft when you're actually doing the thing. If you're a writer, when you're actually at the computer writing your book or for someone like me, when you're actually filming, it's, it's pathetically low. I would say, I don't know, at best 10% of my time is actually filming. Yeah. The rest is, Completely um, that, yeah. you know, all of the businessy stuff that you got to stay on top of. The boring it's stuff. Exhausting. Yeah. yeah. It's like a I full that, day getting a video uploaded and all the metadata in and a thumbnail. It's like, it's a whole day. There's eight hours. Boom. And it's kind of crazy because I'm not even, I'm nowhere near as technical as you when it comes to the, the content itself. Like, I feel like I make my life easier by keeping it simple. And yet even mm -hmm. that, in that regard, in that approach, it still takes me so, there's so much that I have to get through before I can actually do the thing, like you said. Yeah. Like, for example, um, yesterday, I was supposed to create this video, and I said, okay, I got I, all I got to do is prepare the script, which I did the, the day before, um, and then just film it, right? And then just throw it in uh, the computer so I can edit it together. And just for me, I, I got the script done. I woke up early, got the script done, and I was about to jump in and just, or just you know, start filming. I filmed maybe like 30 minutes, for 30 minutes and I got most of the footage done, but answering all these emails, making sure that all my, all the things that I need to get done are done first before I actually move forward with the video that took the rest of the day. And so I'm like, okay, I, there's gotta be a, <laughs> I mean, it's actually kind of comforting to know that I'm not alone, that that yeah. is the process, but I guess it, it is one of those, um, it, it's like, a um, the curse of being, a creator in this space is the fact that you know we're supposed to create things and people look at it and it seems like oh you did it so easy like it's so you know it seems so simple like I had this conversation with, with someone they said you're so lucky that you do that I'm like yeah 
I mean, because he goes, I mean, I was fine with that when he said, you're so lucky, because I recognize that I, I have the privilege to do this. It's, it's actually really awesome. But um, what he said, his follow up was kind of what got me. He's like, it must it must be so easy. I'm like, well, ah, yes, <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's the that's the question right there. So for you, I know you're married. Do you have do you have kids? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Do. Three kids. OK. Yeah. Three kids. So. When you met your wife, were you already doing this? Um, yeah, I think I've been. So I started all of this in 2010. Um, I think it was like February 2010 is when I set up the website. Um, so she, we got married in 2013. So yeah, we had, when we started dating, yeah, we would have, it would have been in the early years for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. How does she feel about this? Was she always like, how does she? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was kind of like, Oh, that's interesting. Weird. Just didn't kind of really, you know? Yeah. It's strange. Completely. But, different uh, I was, I was her, also yeah. at the time still doing a lot of freelance. So it was kind of a mix of content creation, blog posts, doing websites for people and video production. I see. Um, so I was just one of those, yeah, strange. I could never, like, I don't even think I tried to hold a normal job. Just the thought of that, like, made me crazy. What? What did you? Um, what? What was it about? What? What's it about? Like holding a, a normal job that kind of spring, springs you to action? If that's uh, if I'm reading it correctly. What? What about a normal job? Yeah, it makes yeah. me. Yeah, kind it's, of like uh, I don't know. It's not not knocking people who have regular jobs. Mm -hmm. Trust me, there's some amazing things about having a regular job, like a regular yeah. income, 401k, health insurance in some cases, all that stuff. Um, just something about the the thought of doing one task or even a group of tasks, and that's your job. Uh, and there's no room to change things up, try new things, switch, pivot, completely change what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's it's something I never I've always been kind of that freelance uh entrepreneurial but not in a mm -hmm. smart way <laughs> like uh, i never had a I, I mean i do now but i never really had like these long plans all right in 20 years i'm gonna be doing this and this i just kind of like this is what i need to do and just do it and fortunately it's it's you know a lot of those bets if you will have paid off but um yeah in the early yeah. years it was it was real shooting it by the hip but yeah no I, the reason why i ask is because i relate to that a lot like i remember i mean my history my work history in the last 15 years was a graphic designer mm. and i hated it hated it because i was only a graphic designer and i just had right. this conversation yesterday who was what was i talking to yesterday they said that um uh, oh, I was asking this person what he did before he became a, a videographer. And he said that uh, he went to school. I think he went to medical school. And something about it just didn't sit right with him because he feels like he could be doing more. So you're correct. Mm -hmm. Like there are a lot of jobs out there that are awesome. Like my wife works in the medical field. She loves it. You know I mean, I you know, fully support any of that. And I always say this. I always tell this to my friends. If you love your job you're fine you don't have to quit your job just because social media tells you you know how you see yeah. in social media yeah quit your job work for yourself you know start your own thing i mean it sounds awesome for the right people but if that's not you that's fine right but for me uh for the last 15 years i just didn't like it i felt like i was being um i'm not being utilized per mm. uh, um properly you know by myself so I, I, every time I, there was like a three year itch for me. So every, every three years, if I was still at a job, I start to get that itch where I'm like, I need to go somewhere, do something else. Yeah. Because I, I dumb it down. Um, every time my friend asks me, why do you want to quit your job? Why, do you, why are you looking for another job? That job sounds awesome. I always tell them, I dumb it down. I always just tell them, I know if I stay at this job, I won't be able to buy my Lamborghini. That's all I know. Uh -huh. So it's yeah. it's kind of like that. Like I have a bigger goal, but if you were mm -hmm. to try to ask me to define it, I wouldn't be able to. I just knew that it's three years. I'm not growing anymore. I'm not learning anything. I feel like it's that internal stimulation that I'm looking for. Is uh, 
it's it's just just didn't sit right with me so when you said that i'm like okay i'm curious to know now like why like the reason why you feel that way so it makes it makes sense i just wanted to let you know that there's actually nothing wrong with that i think that's actually oh no, not at all no. yeah yeah i think that's a it's a and brilliant the, oh, thing excuse my my train oh i missed that here. sound <laughs> oh boy might get the the rumbles here it's like the mary poppins when the cannons go off um the only downside of this location <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny um yeah it and again there's i i i i think it's ridiculous that as a culture we're kind of getting into this phase where it's like everyone should quit their job and have their own thing no <laughs> that's a terrible no. idea yeah for a lot of people exactly uh it, it's definitely it's like not going to college i don't yeah. think there's a wrong answer right going mm -hmm. to college not going to college it depends on the person their learning style um and kind of how they interact with the world and people so for some people it's not a thing other others it's a critical part of their path if you will yeah i think that's a, that's a problem with this whole industry and the messaging with it is that well first of all when they say when you say you're a creator i remember like a few years ago when it was kind of embarrassing to say i'm a content creator just because they feel like it's not a real thing but it is very real. Like all the struggles, all the all the the business stuff is very real. I pay taxes. I pay, you know what I mean? I pay a lot yeah. to run this business. And so people don't realize that. Um, but it seems like the messaging out there is that like I guess what I'm worried about is my kids, for example. Um, my niece asked me oh, one time she said, Would you let your daughter have her own YouTube channel? And I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, if she's yeah. old enough to to really know what she wants, then yeah, for sure. Like, experiment on it. But I'm not, I'm not too thrilled about the thought of her saying, "I want to be an influencer when I grow up." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's some, yeah. there's something that's being that's lost there in the messaging that I feel like they're not giving enough credits to 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 like actual like other jobs, right? Like the conventional jobs, traditional jobs, like. Mm -hmm. engineers or doctors or teachers and like teachers i think when i think of you caleb like i you are definitely an on like a, a teacher for me because that's that's like the um that's the, the not the vibe but that's kind of like how i i see you you are an ex you are an expert on a like a, at a certain like on this field and whatever you say in this field i i trust you and so that that kind of like that that trust that you build with, with your audience it's also one of those things that i guess a lot of these um um you know people who who aspire to be content creators or influencers they don't realize that you have to build that trust first like it, it, regardless of what your expertise is so you I've, obviously you put in the work you've been doing this for a while now talking about cameras and gear and lighting and now it makes sense that you also are it's also because you were passionate about filmmaking and stuff so are you still in that kind of like that hobby just making films aside from just talking about the gear do you still mm. kind of dabble in that field not really um i i kind of went like career wise when it comes to the the, the filmmaking end i i started as like narrative filmmaking i want to be a director of you know photography and you know make make movies and then over time i was more interested in uh uh more like documentary work um and then as the youtube thing picked up i there there came a clear moment when it was like you need to choose one or the other and i've told this to so many people who have started out and other people who have uh, been in a sim similar space or this space that i'm in and they're like, I don't know, man, I want to keep, you know, making work, real, real work, you know, mm -hmm. on outside of YouTube and YouTube. And I told them and I, it's what I believe you really have to choose one or the other. One of them is going to suffer. You have to pick one. Uh, there's very few people that have done both uh, well and had both, you know, stay alive, if you will. Mm hmm. So that's a tough call. And so I, I, my passion kind of was shifting more away from being on set and more just helping people. Cause I've, I've always, again, I, like I talked about earlier, it's, it's 
it's uh, something I really enjoy is taking something complicated and helping people figure it out. Yeah. Or just sharing stuff that I've, so in a perfect world, yeah, I would be doing a lot of production work, but I mean, like you just talked about, it takes a day to get a short clip done and yeah. get emails finished, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's before you get to taxes and trying to grow the business and all this kind of thing. So, um, yeah, really not anymore. And I try to use the channel as that outlet, you know, mm -hmm. and people have come up to me and be like, you know, oh, you know, where's your real work? I'm like, I produce something every week, <laughs> every exactly. week. There's a, you know, <laughs> how many people produce a finished 10 plus minute project. And that doesn't, that doesn't include the, you know, multi-hour training things that I, I like sell the camera guides that I sell. Yeah. Those are much longer and, you know, so yeah, produce directed filmed edited a, p a piece every week that's that's still a lot of work it's so i try to use that and yeah. try to like you'll see my every once in a while i'll get stale all the videos will start to look the same and then i'll mix it up and try something let's take a quick break but when we come back we talk about the importance of boundaries between work and personal life and i finally find out how many cameras he actually owns we'll be right back I am going to share with you one of the best decisions and investments I've ever made as a content creator, and that is signing up with an online library of royalty-free music. Whether you're new to creating content or a full-fledged creator, you know exactly the pain, frustration, and how much time it actually takes to find the right music. Not to mention, it gets really expensive paying for individual tracks. Epidemic Sound is the answer to all of that. They have thousands of high-quality, royalty-free music and sound effects that you can choose from for one affordable monthly rate. Their service has saved me so much time and money over the years, and I cannot recommend them enough. So for the Coffee with Creators listeners out there, you can try them out for 30 days risk-free by going to your web browser and typing in share.epidemicsound.com CWC. Once you sign up, you have full access to their vast library, and I promise you, your brain, your wallet, and even your audience will thank you for it. Again, head over to share.epidemicsound.com slash CWC for a 30-day trial. How do you feel, how do you feel about that? Uh, about people looking at you as a YouTuber and not kind of taking you seriously? Oh, yeah. Well, in the production space, it's kind of a thing. The production world okay. still doesn't see any of what we're doing right now as real. It's all just kind of play pretend filmmaking pretend you know uh it's not real production i'd see you know uh it's starting to shift a little bit like if you say now oh i i have a show on netflix like that's a real thing people are like oh wow that's cool mm -hmm. but if you're like oh, i've got a show on youtube you know they just laugh so but <laughs> i don't i don't really care I, yeah. I don't consider myself like I've always had a hard time calling myself a filmmaker. And I know there's a lot of people out there who will say like anyone who has a camera is a filmmaker. Uh, but when like certain giant YouTubers call their short videos films, I'm like, eh, no, that's <laughs> not quite accurate. Um, so I, I, I've and I, I struggle with all of those the tags, right? Content creator. That feels weird. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the big one that people use. I hate the word influencer. Me too. <laughs> I hate oh it. I think everyone who's watching influencers are just should just call themselves influenced. The influence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I, I at least my part now I I get like if if your full time job is literally like some and someone sends you a box of clothes and you go like look at this one it costs this much link in bio like that that's all that's literally your legacy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that sure? I can mm -hmm. see that. Like literally people are just using you to reach and influence people. Yes. But I feel like a lot of us, uh, we're making various levels of art. That doesn't mean it's good or bad, but it's what we're making. And, and for me, it's just, I've always, the, the whole reason I started this was just making videos about stuff I'm interested in and helping people figure things out. That's literally it. I don't know what the phrase for that is or what the, the tag is, but yeah, the, the influencer thing, Ugh. What I'm well, hoping happens yeah. is maybe one more generation of all of this, and then you and I die having lived a good life on the internet, and then the next generations are like, yeah, all that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they're just, it's over. And it was just it's... this like, this little blip in the timeline of like, remember influencers? <laughs> and then it's over. If you really look at the grand scheme of things, that's pretty much what it is. And I think you, yeah. 
the word that you, you use, legacy, really, um, that hits hard for me because everything that I do, especially the things that I put out there, I always remember that word, the legacy. And maybe it's because of mm. me having kids. I have two kids. Yeah. And like my, my daughter is turning six. And she, if I really think about it, at some point she will be having conversations with her friends and they'll be asking, what does your dad do? I, God, I would hate for her to say, my dad's an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that makes me yeah. feel very uncomfortable. Um, I, I kind of like the word creator just because um, I define this, this whole podcast. Actually, I was just recording an episode yesterday of um, uh, the first episode of this season of the Coffee with Creators podcast. And this is episode, I forgot what episode this is, but I'm basically, um, uh, you know, recording a bunch and then I'm going to release them uh, on a weekly basis around time, uh, around March. So I was recording the first episode because I wanted to set the, ex the expectations, right? Like, okay, I'm not going to sure. be recording every week anymore, just like before where it's like, I'll just record till the end of time because I will die. So <laughs> this is what I'm doing. But part of that that episode, I was explaining that um, I changed it because when I, when two years ago we started this, it was like a podcast for content creators. And that sounded better than influencers, but it still oh, didn't yeah. really sit right with me. So now I, I call it a, a podcast for creators by creators. But the reason why I called it creators is because a creator could be a creator can literally be anything like it, can, it I mean, you can be a CEO of a company. You could be um, an inventor. You could be anything. You create something, you bring something to the table. And I think I wanted to broaden that, that audience. So not, it's not necessarily just content creation. So I feel like um, the word creator resonates with me a little bit better. It's still not my favorite. I think you're correct. I think there's hopefully there's another word later on. We just don't know what it is because I follow the same um, thinking as you. I'm basically just sharing the things that I like. So mm -hmm. when someone told me, um, hey, you're the, the guy who shares pictures of his desk or, you know, or whatever, his office. I'm like, yes, I appreciate that. And they're like, okay, well, um, my friend said, what do you want to be known for? I said, I want to be known as Michael. Michael Solidad, right. like the person who likes certain things. And if I like certain things, I'm sure other people will feel the same way. And that's kind of like how I make friends in real life, right? Like you look mm -hmm. for people that, that share similar interests and that's all I'm doing. Uh, I'm just sharing the things that I like. So yeah, I don't know. It's a very interesting conversation. Uh, very honest. It's a very honest conversation, yeah. which, which I appreciate Caleb because uh, it probably is the best word. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just because it's, it's broad and it, and right now, you know, the, the people, it, it's just a word that's really popular. And so it can be taken all kinds of different ways. I think another one that's interesting is maker, because that's maker. another space that I'm really into as a, more a hobby end. Um, but that's a big, because anyone, you know, everyone makes things. Right. Yeah. Thoughts, writers are makers. That's the whole uh, Adam Savage from Mythbusters. I don't know if you've watched any of his stuff yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's he's really on the soapbox of of making and that whole thing, but I think they're similar. Yeah, creator mm -hmm. maker. It's interesting. How do you how do you feel about the word educator? I like it. Uh, I maybe it's the like punk rocker in me that's like yeah, teacher, school, <laughs> boo. But uh, yeah, no, it's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah, you know, especially since that's primarily what i what i do is educate people um so that's a good one too how do you how do you think um i don't know if you've kept in touch with all your high school friends but uh i imagine they probably never would have guessed that this is what you'll be doing years later yeah i don't i don't know if anyone knows <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah but yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't think anyone i don't even know what i would have if you had asked me, what are you going to do with your life? I would have no idea. And I never really thought about it. It's just kind of this, this dumb bliss that, uh, I'm glad I had at the time. Cause if you think about it and I've, I talk to my wife about this all the time. If, if you go back and you said, okay, you just quit college. How are you going to like pay for rent? How are you going to, you know, save up to be able to support 
you know, a significant other, feed your dog, like all these things. It's it's a lot to think about. Yeah. But in the moment, it's just like, yeah. That's very work, work ethic. If everyone has work ethic, yeah, I think a lot of that stuff kind of sorts itself out. I think everyone should plan. I would have done things very differently, but it's crazy. No, that that's really good. Um, somebody, uh, I was at, I asked someone someone if they were to change anything about their lives. Uh, if, I mean, no, no. The the question that I gave them, I posed them was, uh, if you can send your uh, a message to your younger self, what would you say? And I forgot what their answer was because I asked this to a lot of people, but they they turned the the question back to me, and I never really had to think about it. Honestly, I'm like I should probably also have an answer for that because I'm asking <laughs> this question. Yeah. But the only answer that I gave them was that I would tell my younger self, like my 16 year old self, to start whatever it is that you want to do, because I also um, didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up when when I was younger. I'm like. My parents would tell me, what do you want to be when I grow up? And I'm like, I don't know. And to me back then, that seemed like a problem. But now that I'm older, I realize that it's not a problem. It's just like I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't really found the thing that 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 gets me up in the morning, that gets me excited, and you know, gets me passionate enough to actually sustain it for the next coming years. But if I, so if I were to give myself advice, it would be just start whatever it is that you're interested in because along the way, as you try all these different things, you figure out the things you don't like and you figure out the things that you do like or you, the things that you're not good at and the things that you're very good at. So mm. that would be my good advice. So I don't think um, I actually share the same like feeling as you, if you know, if I'm not mistaken, like the whole um, I didn't know what to do. And I was kind of like that that bliss, like you said, like it was nice. It's not I don't I wouldn't call it lazy. Because some people would say you're just no. lazy. No, no, that's not lazy. It's just I didn't know. I didn't know what yeah. um, I wanted to be. And yeah, I'm fortunate that I ended up here. But I'm also very much aware that I was looking for something. I wasn't just sitting mm. and waiting. I was looking right. for something. Yeah, I think that was it. That thing was just the the part of the journey that um, I just late I guess later on realized later on in life. But um, yeah, that's good. Uh, Caleb, so let's switch gears a little bit. Okay. Um, what other than camera gear and stuff, what do you keep yourself, um, busy with? If you, I mean, hobbies, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hobbies. Um, uh, I'm a huge, I uh, kind of mentioned Adam Savage, the whole maker thing. I r really enjoy making things. So, uh, I've always been a electronics nerd. So soldering, you know, building custom PCBs, um, taking old radios and converting them into Bluetooth speakers, stuff like that. Uh, really into 3D printing. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. So huge dork there. Really enjoy that. And and really recently got into modeling. So 3D modeling. Because uh, that combination, if you can model something and have a 3D printer, man, you can, it. you can do, do everything. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really into that. Um, Gaming, I wish I had more time for it, but love PC gaming. Um, one night a week, me and my brother sign on and uh, uh, game for an evening, so that's a lot of fun. Um, what, what type of games do you guys play? A lot of first-person shooters, um, mm -hmm. and we, we enjoy, you know, some just, you know, ridiculous, like, older zombie games. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll go back and play a lot of that stuff. So we usually sit on a game for a couple months, yeah, uh, and then we'll move on uh, to something something different. But it's just kind of a once a week get to catch up and hang out. And that's so cool. That's so cool that you share that because I do the same yeah. thing with my brother. I, I don't oh, nice. Yeah, not not a lot of people know this, but I have a twin, and so oh um, nice. Yeah, we grew up basically gaming. So we had the first Nintendo, we had the, the Sega Genesis, we had the, uh, the Sega Saturn, the Sega CD. We had nice. Yeah, we had all those games, and so people would say. You're not a gamer. I'm like, no, I grew up a gamer. But then the, the term gamer nowadays is very different because it feels like you have to clock in a certain number of hours to be called a gamer. But I do that <laughs> yeah. like once a week, like you said. And it's weird too because it's like it's more of me and my brother just catching up because he has his own family. He lives in a different area. Sure. So it's just like, hey, let's hop on Battlefield and just like 
kind of chat while we're shooting. I don't even care what my kill death ratio is. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. So that's kind of nice to know that, that um, it's also another way of just kind of like a de-stressing, not thinking yeah. about work. Yeah. That's cool. So you feel yeah. like, um, you feel like you have to, oh, actually I know the answer to this, but I want to hear, <laughs> I don't want to hear it from you, but do you find that you have to kind of schedule this t- sort of thing nowadays? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, you know how it is. Yeah. Kids. Um, yeah. I've got three kids, two dogs, uh, a business. So you got you got to schedule things. The, the calendar is more and more life. You got everything's got to be in the calendar. Yeah. And kind of going back to your earlier question or the question you asked people of what they would change, mine would be be efficient with your schedule. You know, that's a good start, one. Yeah. Start timers, start tracking stuff. And if I had done that earlier, because that's all you're never gonna master that. Yeah. But I wish I had spent more time trying to organize my day, week, month, year, uh, yeah. that kind of thing. But yeah, you got to schedule things. Um, and uh, man, yeah, it's, it's tricky to get stuff in. It's, I, uh, good. No, I was just going to say, it's just, it's crazy how I just start to realize the value of time. Mm. And it's, it makes me nervous sometimes to know. That I that my time is finite, you know what I mean? Like even in the day, right? So when you said that, like being more efficient with your schedule, and you just you practice scheduling, and you know try to be efficient with your time, that is very good advice. Because you mm. later on in life, when you have kids, when you have all these these things that you have to juggle in your daily life, you realize that you really have little time for yourself, and the, all the things that you want to do or you need to do. So that's actually really good advice. I'm going to steal that, Caleb. I'm going to tell that to my younger <laughs> self. So that's, that's nice. actually really good. Yeah. So and, gaming. And I'm not knocking having kids. I think kids yeah, yeah. are amazing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change anything about that 100%. Absolutely, uh, yeah. But it just, it, just, it just makes things more complex, like everything yeah. in life. But that's the thing, though. Like, that's a conversation I always have, too. They say, how do you make it work with kids? I'm like, you just do what you, got, you, you can do, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't. Don't use them. I definitely don't use my kids as like a um, as an excuse. I mean, obviously, they, they there there are certain t- certain situations where that's handy. Like I gotta go. I have right. my kids, you know. But but it's not an excuse for me to not get anything done. It's just figuring things out in a more efficient way. Like okay, yeah. I have you know obviously they are the number one priority for me. I want to make sure that they're okay. I want to make sure that they also have time with me, right? So in the morning, hundred oh, yeah, percent, yeah. Because my schedule is like in the morning when they wake up, I, I'm the first one to wake up. My, no, actually, my wife is, but I'm the second one to wake up. And maybe half an hour or an hour later, they both wake up. And so I spend that first hour or two kind of just like playing with them. Just, you know, making sure that I send them off to the world, out to the world with a good feeling, right? Like they spend time with their, with their dad. And after work, I'll just come pick them up and spend a little bit more time with them again. And so it's, I guess... I guess, you know, uh, when people ask me, how do you manage that? It's just mm. part of life. You know, it's like yeah. managing yourself, kind of, yeah. So, yeah, very interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's like a lot of things in life, finances, everything. It's it's um, simple, but really hard. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a like, very good way of putting it. <laughs> uh, simple, but very hard. It's yeah. like scheduling things, it's, or ha- having boundaries, right? Yeah, it's it's simple, but it's just hard to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, How long did it take you it, to, to set those boundaries? Discipline. discipline, yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, that's well, when we you. had, so is your oldest you're born around 2016? Yes, you 2016. mentioned earlier. So yeah, so the same with mine. So it sounds like we have similar age kids. Um, mm-hmm. And right around the time he was born, I was working at home. Uh, up until I don't remember when I finally was like this isn't gonna work anymore <laughs> yeah but uh it, for me it was the sound you know they're getting bigger we have an old house lots of creaking thumping banging uh couldn't do that anymore but uh my wife and i sat down and one of the best things we did was come up with a simple schedule and it's all about expectations so it doesn't matter what hours are work hours but we both made sure that when it's work hours um i'm working she's managing other stuff and when it's not work hours, no matter what, I'm not working and, and doing, you know, hanging out with them and, and taking care of the kids and stuff. 
And I think that's, that's if you've got kids or hey, anything, if you have other responsibilities, if you have two jobs, if you have, you know, girlfriend, whatever it is, um, just have clear boundaries. Everyone knows what's going on. Everyone's on the same page. There's clear expectations and then supporting each other, making sure that, you know, like at the time she would make sure the kids are out or quiet when it's filming time and then vice versa. I just never scheduled anything outside of those work hours. I right. think that's uh, critical, especially with jobs like ours where there's no office or yes. there's no, um, you know what I mean? There's no nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's your time off for the year. <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> uh, what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said yesterday, cause I mentioned, Oh, remember the nine to five job that you used to have? And he goes, Oh, the glory days when yeah. I have to clock out and no one has to, I don't have to think about anything else. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yep. The glory days. But actually, that's very good advice, Caleb, for, for people who are listening, who have family and kids who, who think that, yeah, you know, everything's just like a mess. It is a mess in that sense. But having that teamwork, it's very important. That's something that I, I eased my way into. Like, it took us a long time to get into that mind space my wife and I because my wife mm. the problem I have is like I'm a workaholic like I'm like I need to work I need to work I need to work and then my wife is the same thing unfortunately and then yeah. one day we were driving and I said you know what's crazy um our friends and family probably think that we're just two workaholics and we have children um basically tagging along like think about it we're always working and when we're not working we're putting the kids to bed I'm like, I think this needs to change. And so yeah. we've actually done, we've started doing the same thing that you you and your wife are doing, which is setting boundaries. It's so hard in the beginning because you're, we're changing behaviors, we're changing habits. And yeah, it's, it's a very good point. Like when I'm working, my wife knows that, like right now I, I told her, I said, tomorrow I have a very exciting podcast guest. And then she's like, okay, what time is it? I'm like nine o'clock uh, Pacific Standard. And she goes, okay. And now she, right before you hopped on, she sent me a text message and she's with my son. They're at the park. So it's stuff like that. That's very, it sounds like a normal thing, but for couples, for married couples, for, for people, just like parents, for example, it's such a big thing that I appreciate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I appreciate the fact that she does that. And so I try to do the same thing when she's working. All right, let's take the kids downstairs and go do whatever it is. So Thank you for sharing that. So I well, it's it's also mm -hmm. for anyone who's listening who's like, wow, this kid stuff. I don't have kids. I don't even have animals or pets. Uh, it's still incredibly healthy to do something like that. Because going back to when I was like single, working crazy, building my business, you got to do it right if you're starting from scratch and building something up. But I would really highly recommend, even if it's only two hours in the evening, uh, schedule some time. Even if you're single and you can spend 24 hours working on it, schedule some time to do something completely unrelated, where you're when you're not when you're not working. Because, you know, if you're a workaholic or if you enjoy what you do, uh, it forces you to step away, and then you get to come back excited. Whereas if you're doing it 24/7, you're gonna burn out. You're gonna you're gonna hate this thing at least for a period of time. Yeah. So yeah. even if you have the opportunity to spend all of the time on it, keep hobbies hobbies and make sure you get some time in on those things i'm gonna i'm gonna remember that keep hobbies hobbies because i fell into that trap a long time ago like the mm. hobbies that I, that I used to enjoy became work like photography for example it used to be right. just completely a hobby like i didn't have to share anything on social media yep. i just love taking pictures so i did that like recently after i had that little mental breakdown i told my wife i'm gonna go drive around like this area that's really scenic i'm just gonna take pictures I, to this day, I still have my, the, the photos of my camera and I have no desire to actually share them just because I took them for myself. Very good advice, yeah. Caleb. Very important for people to remember this. Yeah, regardless if you have kids or not, or if, if you're yeah. single, very important. We're human beings. We need yeah. this. We definitely need and if, this. You know, except for the one hobby that that uh, turns into the full-time job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Right>? exactly. <laughs> that one dies, but you know. Yeah. Hopefully you can pick up a couple other ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Caleb, um, before we end this podcast, you know, I, I obviously I uh, don't want to take too much of your time, but I've been so curious ever since uh, I've been following you. You do you do a lot of camera reviews and gear reviews. 
my the biggest question to me is how many cameras do you actually have now <laughs> we shouldn't talk about it um go. i'll cut this there's part a out. lot you know it's fine <laughs> there's uh there's a ton um i don't even know honestly off the top of my head that's that's 20, a crazy amount the fact that you don't know <laughs> 25 something like that Ooh. you know ranging from yeah you know tiny little cameras to weird old cinema cameras because that's kind of a series i've tried to do on the channel mm -hmm. um, but i'm selling a whole bunch so in oh a yeah couple days okay probably or in a week i'm going to be putting up a post with a ton of used gear going up so that's I'm cool yeah letting, letting it all because i i walk by them they're all on a shelf or a lot of them are on a shelf and i'm like that could be in some 17 year old's hand making an awesome documentary not collecting dust on on my Oh, I'm so curious shelf. now that you brought that up because I see you as like that collector. I see you as that collector who loves. I, I think we all, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but how do you feel about that? Where's where's the boundary though? Where 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 is it? Where does it stop? Where you're like, okay, this could be put into better use rather than just sitting yeah. here. It, it depends. I mean, I I don't think there's anything wrong with collecting stuff. Yeah. Um. But it's just I don't know. It's. Every once in a while, I kind of go through that. I, some things I will keep. Like I've got, I'm building a collection of vintage lenses I have for ten years. Those aren't going to be sold, you know. Okay. I'm going to be yeah. continuing to build that. But when it comes to the to the camera thing, I don't know if you know. And it is it is money. It just seems stupid to have it sit there and collect dust when it could mm. be reused or, uh, and you can always buy things back. Okay. Know? Yeah. There's That's very few cameras point. that are like unobtainium. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to this stuff so yeah very good point yeah okay. i don't i don't judge people who have collections but okay, uh yeah. i just yeah it's <laughs> I, I kind of feel guilty yeah if i kind oh, of, no, no. yeah because i have i have wait i only have like what one two three four five i have five cameras and that's excessive in you know a lot of people's books yeah in my their minds so like you don't need five cameras. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I actually just need my iPhone, to be honest with you, if I'm just taking right. pictures of my kids. But but it's a, it's a thing that I couldn't really um, express. Like, why do I need all these cameras? I recently just got this. It's uh, the Nikon P1000. Just okay. because it's it's got the crazy zoom. It's like uh, right. three, what is it? 3,000 millimeter, I think. And my brother's Good like- grief. Yeah, my brother's like, uh, what are you going to do? I'm like, take pictures of the moon. <laughs> it's just cool. But yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I get it. I completely understand like why. It's just it's just one of those things that you want. You kind of just buy for yourself, I guess. But okay, well, 20 something cameras. That's uh, that sounds like a lot, but more power to you, Caleb. I feel like uh, I don't think you have to sell it. But yeah, but that's a good um, good way of thinking it thinking about it like someone else could be using this someone could else could be creating something wonderful with this device right. and and you know very nice. you can use that money for something different exactly so when are you going to put that put up the, the the gear for sale and where oh man um it's, it kind of depends on it's kind of a one of those back burner projects but we're getting pretty close so i want to say in the next couple of weeks okay um it's kind of part of a new new business venture uh selling used gear and we're going to be doing some small batch manufacturing with some 3d printed stuff. So how oh, cool. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So. That's a, that's a new venture that, that definitely for sure. So how, how can um, the listeners uh, keep tabs on it just by watching a YouTube? Are you going to announce it on yeah. Twitter or something? Yeah. YouTube and Twitter are the two areas I most uh, tend to. Um, so twitter.com slash Caleb Pike, all one word. And then uh, that's Caleb with a C and then the YouTube channel dslr video shooter dot or not, not dot com dslr video shooter on youtube yeah and yeah i'm just gonna die with that name Thought about <laughs> i it. love how you committed to it's, it it like, dated but i'm like you know what it is what it is it is what it is yeah i'm Don't just be... gonna let the world continue to fumble over the first four letters and <laughs> it is what it is it's <laughs> awesome though i love it it's funny because i tried looking for caleb pike on youtube before because I, I couldn't remember what your channel the actual channel name was um, I did because oh, okay. I did a, a I did a video of um, a really quick reel of um, me me taking photos of like one of the HomePod speakers here, and I used okay. your the the little trick that you did 
we're uh, using the acrylic mirrors for the for the um, simulated oh, right. lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did that, and they're like, "Dude, that's awesome!" I'm like, "Oh, Caleb, it's it's from Caleb." And like, "Who's Caleb? Caleb Pike? Just search him up on YouTube." And I'm like, "Here," I typed on it. I'm like, well, "How come I can't find his channel?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. It's DSLR video shooter. Yeah. That's his that's his name." So, but people know who you are. I think you know, like your thumbnails yeah. are very distinct. Like they know they see your face and the colors, right. the oranges. You know, so it's very. Um, distinctive, I think. So it's easy enough to find. I'll add you. that to my things I tell myself. Just go with your name. <laughs> I did it. I did it for all for the SEO at the time. Yeah, for the SEO. DSLR video. You know. you hey, worked out. Worked out, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So, but then, like on Twitter, it's my name. On Instagram, I think it's my name. It is. But then it's like the channel name. So it's all over the place. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Caleb, thank you so much for finding the time today to to have a little chat. And I really appreciate it. I hope you're healing well uh, after that Thank skiing you. incident yeah, that you mentioned on Twitter. And um, I'm looking forward to, to more content and more of this stuff. And definitely I'm going to keep my eyes open, uh, keep tabs on that, that little project that you just mentioned. I'm excited to know more about it. I'm not going to ask you about it. I'm just going to wait just like everyone else. And um, yeah, that's cool. Um, good luck with everything. Thank you for having Yeah, thank yeah. you for having me on. It's, it's always, I need to do this more often. It's good to just, you know, spend some time with someone else, uh, you know, be able to commiserate and 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 share uh, encouraging stuff back and forth. So it's it awesome to chat with you, man. Absolutely. And, I, you know, to, uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. You're more than welcome to come back. Actually, not that anyone's knocking on my door saying, hey, I want to come back. I'll say this. I'm going to invite you over one of these days again, and hopefully you have some time and then we'll do this again. That'll be such an honor. It'll be wonderful. It'd be great. Actually. Yeah. Love it. Thank you, Caleb. Appreciate it. Thank you, man.